What is up everyone? It is Quinn here and with the NFL Combine uh, wrapping up yesterday, I thought this would be a good opportunity to go through some of the biggest winners and losers at every position, I guess fantasy relevant positions, so quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight ends. So go through some of the uh, biggest winners and losers. I know the Combine can be kind of polarizing. Some people you know, really like to get into it. They think it matters a ton. Other people think it's completely pointless. You know, athletic metrics, people aren't super into it. They think it's just, you know, what you've done on the field. That's kind of what's going to dictate you as a player. Personally, I would say I'm somewhere in between those two takes. Obviously, you know, what you've done on the field is most important, but I do think the combine will kind of affect uh, NFL teams' processes, and I think it will kind of shake up some of the uh, draft capital for these players, and I think that obviously can have an effect on them moving forward and will change how, you know, we evaluate players for dynasty fantasy football. So just going through all the uh, fantasy relevant positions, as always, if you guys enjoy the content, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. But let's just jump right into it. We're going to start it off with the quarterbacks. And I actually just have two winners here, no losers at the quarterback position. You know, we just have, you know, probably like a top four or five that are super relevant. I don't really think any of them tank their stock uh, at the combine. But starting off with the biggest winner, I have Anthony Richardson. And we kind of knew that he was going to be a really good athlete. You know, we knew that was his skill set. I don't think we knew that he was going to be maybe the craziest athlete we've ever seen at the quarterback position. Like I've seen some people, you know, kind of crapping on it because, oh, he's super athletic, but look what he did at Florida. You know, he wasn't a great quarterback, all of this stuff. I still think this is wildly impressive. The dude had a 4-4-3 40-yard dash, 40-and-a-half-inch vertical jump, 10-foot-9 inches in the long jump, and he did all of that at 6-foot-4, 244 pounds. So this man is an absolute unit. This dude is you know, pretty much an athletic freak. And then also in the throwing portion, like he was solid. He had uh, him and C.J. Stroud going back and forth. Obviously, he wasn't necessarily keeping pace with C.J. Stroud, but he was still uh, pretty solid in the throwing portion. So I think with that kind of performance, with the ceiling he has, all his you know raw ability, I think he's pretty much locked into the top 10 picks. And I feel like if he's going in the top 10, he's probably going to be a top four dynasty rookie pick in like Superflex. So you're looking at Bijan Robinson, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. I feel like Anthony Richardson would be right in there. So he is definitely, you know, a huge winner from that combine performance. And I also feel like, you know, this seems kind of crazy because typically, right, if you're drafting a quarterback and they bust, you're just kind of screwed. Anthony Richardson, even if he doesn't, you know, click as a quarterback, like this dude has a floor of being like a Taysom Hill on steroids, which is just something I don't know if we've really seen at the quarterback position. So just a really crazy athlete and really impressive numbers out of Anthony Richardson. Now, the second winner at the quarterback position is going to be CJ Stroud. He didn't participate in any of the uh, athletic testing, but the dude just came out and put on a clinic in the throwing portion. He also showcased some pretty impressive arm strength. Like coming into the day, it seemed like everyone was pretty high on, you know, Levis, and Anthony Richardson in terms of their deep ball, their arm strength, but really Stroud hung in there, you know, with both those guys, if not uh, having more arm strength than those dudes. So I think, you know, he's really just established himself as a top five guy and someone who will probably be a top three, probably at worst top four uh, super flex dynasty rookie pick. Now moving over to the running back position, this running back class is pretty interesting because we have a clear cut number one. Obviously it's Bijan Robinson. 
He was very solid at the combine, came in solid workhorse size, and then also very impressive in the athletic testing. But then we in this class, we've got these kind of smaller running backs, the guys just around 200 pounds or even, you know, in like the 180, 190 range. And so those guys, they tested pretty well athletically, but obviously the size is the concern. And then we've got some of the heavier backs who obviously aren't going to, you know, light up the 40 and all this stuff because they do have uh, more weight to carry around. So I think a lot of guys put up numbers we were kind of expecting. Um, But the one winner I have here is going to be Chase Brown who's kind of one of the only running backs we saw who has decent size while also being a top athlete. So he's five, nine and a half. So nothing crazy there, but he weighed in at 210 pounds. So, you know, that's pretty solid size. He's not sub 200, like we've seen with some of these other dudes. Then he comes out, he runs a four, four, three, 40. He had the best vertical and the best broad jump at the running back position. And he's also coming off of two monster seasons this past year. I mean, this is a dude who went for 1,883 yards from scrimmage and 13 total touchdowns. So I think he's definitely a guy who kind of stepped in, was maybe more towards like the back end of the top 10 or top 12 running backs in this class. I think he came into the combine, lit it up, and is someone who definitely uh, helped his draft capital and is someone we're going to have to be you know, on the lookout for moving forward. Now, moving over to the wide receiver position, First position, we're going to have uh, you know a winner and some losers. Going to start it off with a winner here, and it's Jackson Smith and Jigba. And to be totally honest, it's not like Jackson Smith and Jigba came in and totally lit up the combine, but I think it was a solid performance from him. And then some of the other wide receivers in his kind of tier with uh, his expected draft capital, some of those guys didn't really perform to a very high level. So I feel like it kind of helped uh, JSN out here. So he didn't run the 40. It seems like he's probably not going to have a forty, a great 40 time, not something I'm super concerned about. And then he was pretty much middle of the pack as a uh, jumper, but he came out and dominated the 20-yard uh, shuttle and the three-cone drill. He was the top wide receiver in both of those. So even if he's not going to have the crazy 40 time, he clearly is like a well-rounded enough athlete where he's going to be fine, especially in, you know, like the three-cone the uh, 20-yard shuttle, those are things that kind of line up with uh, where he's going to be playing likely out of the slot, which is where he was able to dominate in college. So I feel like when we're looking at odds of being you know, mid-tier or mid-first-round uh, wide receiver, I think his odds to be the first wide receiver off the board probably went up uh, after the combine. And then you also have uh, Quinton Johnson in there, or Johnston. Those are probably the two dudes who are up there to be the wide receiver one. And then moving over to some of the losers in this wide receiver class, a guy who was originally in that tier, Jordan Addison, just did not have a great overall combine performance. He came in smaller than expected. He was uh, five foot 11, believe he was listed at six foot. So an inch shorter than we thought. And then he came in at 171 pounds, which is pretty light, you know, for an NFL wide receiver. Obviously we had the whole uh, weight thing with Devonta Smith, but we also came with some uh, not so great athletic testing from Jordan Addison. So he ran a 4.4940, which isn't terrible, but at 171 pounds, you would like to see him moving a little bit faster than that. And then he was also towards the bottom of the class in terms of the vertical and the broad jump. There were reports that he was dealing with a uh, back sprain. I think he ended up not even uh, finishing the combine with that, but I guess we'll have to see if those numbers uh, look any better at his pro day. Coming into the combine, it seemed like he was kind of a lock to be a first rounder. Now, you know, maybe he still gets in there, but it definitely doesn't feel like a guarantee. So now I'm not someone who's going to see these numbers from the combine and be like, oh, he's a bad player. He's off my radar. 
you know, obviously he had some very impressive uh, college seasons, especially a sophomore season and then a solid junior year. So he's definitely not someone I'm giving up on. But I do think, uh, you know, going from maybe mid uh, top 20 picks in the draft and then now going into the second round, if he does fall there, I do think, you know, we have to kind of change how we're viewing him just a little bit. So I do think he's an overall loser from this combine. And then the other wide receiver, I think, you know, probably the uh, more significant loser here from the combine, Kayshawn Boutte. The red flags here are kind of just starting to pile up. He was someone who was ranked as like a top two, top three wide receiver heading into the 2022 season. He underwhelms in 2022. There were issues pretty much all throughout the season. There were issues in the spring practices. And then after the first game, you know, he deletes all his stuff off social media from LSU. So it just seemed like a weird fit there. And the season was pretty underwhelming from what we saw of him as a freshman and a sophomore. So you can kind of, you know, excuse that. He also had the weird thing where he was going to go back to school and then he uh, switched around on that, declared for the draft. So you had, you know, these different things going on. He was underperforming. He had some of the stuff with the coaching staff. And then he comes in and his athletic testing was not very good. His 40 was all right at 4.5, but he was dead last in vertical jump and then second to last in the broad jump. He had a decent uh, 20-yard shuttle, but he kind of seemed like a dude who could potentially get like early round two draft capital. That, you know, round two draft capital kind of seems like it's fading away at this point. So just not a great overall look here. And it kind of just seems like he's been on a downward trajectory ever since that uh, sophomore season. And now moving on to the last position, we have the tight ends. Honestly, overall, a very athletic tight end group. I mean, we could have had a ton of winners on here. I chose uh, Darnell Washington specifically. This dude is just an absolute freak. So he came in at six foot six, 264. I did see a uh, photo. He was next to another tight end who I think came in at like either 6'6 six, six or 6'6 six, six and a half. And Washington, they were both not wearing shoes. And Washington looked like he was a good inch, inch and a half taller than this dude. So I don't know if that uh, 6'6 number is accurate, but whatever it is, the dude is huge. He's massive, but he's also super athletic, ran a 4'6", 440. Didn't do anything crazy as a jumper, but he actually had the uh, fastest 20-yard shuttle at the tight end position, doing that at 264 pounds. Very, very solid. It kind of seems like with his stock rising, he's a fantastic blocker. It feels like he's going to be a first-round pick at this point. He was someone that I wasn't super high on. I think I had him as like my tight end five uh, when I did my uh, tight end rankings for this class in terms of fantasy, but that was kind of under the assumption that he wasn't going to be super involved as a pass catcher, going to be more used as a blocking heavy tight end. But with that athleticism, it does seem like the potential is there for a team to want to use him as a pass catcher, especially if you're drafting him in the first round. You know, you could probably get a blocking dude a little bit later in the draft. So definitely someone to keep an eye on and someone who had a great uh, weekend, I guess. And then the last player I'm going to be talking about here is Michael Mayer. And I do have him as a little bit of a loser from this combine. Now, he wasn't a dude where I was expecting, you know, crazy athletic testing from him. Um, And, you know, it kind of came through like that. They weren't overly encouraging. They weren't terrible, but he was more of like an average, maybe slightly above average athlete. Like I did say, yeah, you know, this tight end class was very impressive athletically. So it probably made him look a little bit worse than he would have normally. He ran a 4.740, which, you know, is fine. He did have the uh, third lowest tight end uh, vertical jump. And then he was also in the bottom half in terms of uh, broad jumping. I still view him as the best fantasy tight end. So you may be wondering, like, if you still have him there, how is he a loser from this combine? I think coming into the combine and maybe still after it, 
a lot of people were valuing him as like a back end of the first round uh, dynasty rookie draft pick or a uh, early second round guy. So somewhere like player number 11, 12, 13, 14, somewhere in there. I made a video about the tight ends. I kind of talked about like if we're drafting Dalton Kincaid in the early third round, like, you know, I'm fading Michael Mayer at that price and I'm going getting Kincaid, getting Musgrove, getting some of these other solid uh, tight ends. So for me, I just don't think we can view him here at the tight end position. We want to be shooting for that upside. We want to be going after those freak athletes. I think Mayer could be a very solid tight end. He's a very solid pass catcher, but I just don't know if he has that massive ceiling. He could come in and give you really solid tight end six, tight end seven, tight end eight point per game numbers. But in reality, you know, tight end six to tight end uh, 15, they're all pretty much in that same range. So I'm just wondering if the ceiling is going to be there for him. Could be wrong. Um, And, you know, maybe he falls in the draft a little bit because of this, but he'll probably still be mid, late first round, somewhere in there. So that is going to wrap it up for the uh, biggest winners and losers from the combine. Let me know what you guys think. You know, what were your takeaways from the combine? any uh, players I missed. Obviously, I could have thrown uh, a few more dudes in here, but you know, trying to kind of keep it concise, uh, talking about some of the uh, most important players. But thank you all for stopping by as always, and I'll see you all in the next one.